Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. I don't know if you're going to be celebrating tonight, but listen, I hope that when you're celebrating, what you're doing is honoring God, glorifying God for all that he's done for you. And, and uh, just as I, I had to leave for just a moment during our praise and worship, and I was passing the sound booth back there, and it just tickled me. And I, as, as I was watching that, watching some of those people just kind of get crazy for New Year's, I, I, I was reminded of the person that was in the back sound booth as they were praising God. And it just blessed me because she's back there doing the music or playing the words on the screen for you all. But she's back there, glory to God, yeah. She's back there singing and just worshiping God. And here's the thing that blesses me about that because so oftentimes people think, oh, I I, got to serve. No, we don't have to. We get to. And in our serve, we still worship God. Come on, do you get that? And so, come on, there you go. And so, again, I just, I thought that was so awesome because, again, we just, we like celebrating Jesus around here. Amen? Amen. Well, this really is, again, just an exciting time for me because very rarely do you ever have the opportunity to speak on New Year's Eve, the day or the last day of the year. I mean, tomorrow morning, we're going to wake up and it's 2018. I mean, for some of us, we might think that that's a brand new start. It's a new beginning. It's fresh tomorrow. And I realize that that's, that's really a, an opportunity to, for us to start the clock over. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I'm so thankful that it's a new year. And we're going to, oh, this is just a side note. You ever notice how when you're looking in the mirror and you see you every day, and so the subtle changes that are taking place, they're just so subtle because you see them every day. And so it's like, oh, I'm looking pretty good. I, I know things are getting a little tight, but I'm still looking okay. Until somebody takes a picture of you. You know what I mean? For Christmas, we were out here doing some selfies and things for Christmas. And my wife, she's like, oh, I want to get a picture. I want to get a picture. I got my outfit on, and I want to get a picture with us, you know, because it's Christmas. And I'm thinking, okay, sure. So I kind of suck it in as best as I can to take a picture. My sucking in didn't do anything to help me. And I'm like, dear God, I said, is that really me? I'm like, holy, do I look that way? And then she caught me because... (laughs) he's like yeah you look that way boy yeah (laughs) Ah, that's funny but my wife she caught me because I I left my phone at church for the whole holiday week and and that was just oh man it was so awesome no texting no emails no Facebook I mean I was free I was untethered for a moment there but I used her phone and what I used her phone for was I took a picture of my face I'm like was that just just a weird angle or is that really the way I look so I took a selfie of myself, and I looked at it, and I forgot to erase it. <laughs> and she, she says, hey, were you taking pictures of yourself with my phone? I'm like, yeah. Well, well what of it? She goes, why? I said, I'm just checking things out. <laughs> so anyways, I'm glad that this is 2018 starting tomorrow. 
and it falls on a Monday, because I'm saying every, every week, Monday, it's a, new, it's a new week, so praise the Lord, I'm excited for that. But even though we're looking ahead, looking back and just really celebrating some milestones that you have or that we have as a church, because obviously you make up the church, it's good to do because, again, it reminds us of the faithfulness of God. So as I was preparing, I just was thinking about this particular year because obviously we got into a brand new building. This is the new home of Genesee Valley Church. And actually, the year prior to this year, back in October, November, we were making negotiations for the building. God was working on our behalf. I mean, God was doing tremendous things. We signed the purchase agreement. And in the purchase agreement, we only had so many days to raise the the, the funds for the first phase of getting into the building. And because it was in late November, getting into December, I didn't want to talk to you about it, the church, because December is Christmas time. Families are buying for their families and buying gifts. And I didn't want it to feel like it was a burden or to have you feel like the pressure's on because now we've got to raise this money and it's Christmas time. So I didn't say anything to anybody concerning what we needed to do to raise the money until January. I said, here's the goal. Here's what we've got to raise. We've got to raise $40,000. Now, mind you, a month had already gone by, so we already lost some traction. And all we had is roughly about six weeks to raise the money. And you guys did so phenomenal. You stepped up and all the money came in for what we needed in that first phase of getting into this building. And and to quite be honest with you, I'm like, God, I know you're doing this, but it's impossible. (laughs) $40,000 in a matter of a few weeks, it's just, it's impossible. And God showed up. You showed up, you stepped up, and so we had the opportunity of purchasing this new building. And not only that, when we got into this building, we asked them if we could get in early to start doing some renovations. And he says, I want it to be all finalized before you guys do that. So once again, that shrank the window for us to get in here. Easter Sunday of of this year was when we wanted to have the first service. And so we only had about, what, four weeks if that, to get in here and renovate. And once again, you guys stepped up, rolled up your sleeves, put the elbow grease in, and man, you guys just made it happen to be able to get in here. Obviously, we've done a lot since then, but man, you just stepped up in a big way to make it a home for GVC and make it a fresh look for those that were coming. And again, you guys are just a major blessing in that. Now, that was Easter. We got into the building that was our first service. And we celebrated that. We continued just to hunker down and do what God's called us to do. But in the midst of that, now, Easter was the latter part of April this year. Is that correct? I'm thinking I'm, is that correct? I think so. And, And then the following month was Mother's Day. Well, we had partnered with a ministry down in downtown Flint. It was the Crisis Pregnancy Center of of Flint. And one of the things that we presented to you as a church is just put some change in one of these little collection things and for the whole month of may we're just going to purpose as a church to put our spare chains in there and just be a blessing to this ministry for women that are pregnant and really the biggest thing about their ministry is they're trying to get women not to abort their children but if anything give them up for adoption so that the child can live and so here we are we've asked you for money to get into the building. We said, hey, would you like to support a ministry and minister to the lives of these young pregnant, pregnant women? And within a matter of a couple of weeks, with all just the spare chains, we were able to bless them with nearly $1,000. 
Come on, I mean, once again, you stepped up to say, this is going to be a year that we're going to make a difference. And so here we're at our new home. We had the opportunity of having our church picnic right here on the grounds and, and just the fun festivities that we've had. We had our fall fest. That was awesome. You all dressed up, and it was just a, an incredible day that we got to celebrate with our kids. And then just a few weeks ago, we had our Christmas concert. That was awesome. Our very own Dave was a part of that. Man, I can't wait till next year to do it bigger and better. And once again, just purposing to move forward in fulfilling the commission and the purpose of what GVC is all about. Now, in addition to that, it's not one of those things that we continually talk about, but occasionally we'll make reference to it. But just through the year, we always purpose to support ministries that we're affiliated with. You realize as an individual that is a church member, you're a tither, and the tithe does not stay in your home. You bring it to your church, right? Well, as a church, we are tithers as well, so therefore the tithe don't stay in our house. We tithe outward to be a blessing to those that are a blessing to us. And so one of the ministries is is the ark. They are raising up life-giving churches like this throughout the United States. And this year alone, it was their biggest year, they launched 120 new churches throughout the United States. And your faithful giving made that happen. Now listen to this, 120 new churches and combined all their first Sunday attendances accumulated to just over 28,000 attenders on a first Sunday of all those churches. When they added them up for those that they were able to actually get numbers from, 1,026 people gave their life to Christ for the very first time as a result of you being faithful to continually give this year. Come on, a thousand people are in the kingdom of God because you are consistently faithful to be a part of a church to say, I care. Now, you may not necessarily give a rip about that, but I'm telling you, it's a big deal to God. Amen? And then also, lastly, this is we, we are a part of the Raymond Ministerial Association, and there are 225 Rama Bible colleges around the world which you support. You support in raising up Bible colleges that are training up young ministers to go back to their villages, to train up people to spread the gospel. And because of you, we have reached over 114 nations training up young men and women to be ministers within their own communities and countries. Come on, that is a year to celebrate There's all the things that you can look at and say, well, woulda, coulda, shoulda. But there are so many things that you as a church have done to say, man, God has been good. God has been faithful. Amen? Come on, that's so awesome. Give yourself a hand, will you? Come on, that's you. Amen. Now, here's the interesting thing. Is that oftentimes with the church, whatever God is doing within the church you realize that the church building is just a building, but the church is made up of the people, right? And so oftentimes what's happening within the lives of the people, or excuse me, within the life of the church is being mirrored in the lives of the people. What do I mean by that? Well, this year alone, we know that there's been different individuals that have gotten new houses. They've been blessed with promotions. They've been blessed with increase. We've seen individuals that have... Got pregnant. Woohoo! 
Come on, church growing. <laughs> Come on, right? We see God increasing and blessing and stretching the body of individual people in their individual lives. Now, with that being said, we've also seen individuals that have been on a faith journey, being challenged with obstacles, but that's just the way it goes. God's increasing and building and stretching us, and He's binding us together. I remember one individual, he said this, he said, it was always difficult. I find it challenging to lead somebody to Jesus. And it just lined up just right that while he was here at church, there was an individual that just basically had a come-to-Jesus meeting. And he was able to lead that young man to Christ right here at church by himself. I said, how do you feel? He's like, (laughs) I feel like a million bucks. Why? Because that's why we exist. God's doing things through us. Wanting to change the landscape of our community, of our lives. And so, that's a look back as to 2017, just in a brief nutshell. But what about 2018? I want to share some things with you to just challenge us as we step over into tomorrow. Because it begins tomorrow. If you recall, I said that oftentimes the life of the people within the church mirror what's going on with the church itself. So keeping that in mind, I want you just to stick with me here concerning this particular passage of Scripture. Genesis chapter 12, starting in verse 1, this is the story of Abraham or the beginning by which he steps out to trust God and believe God into his ministry and the things that God has called him to do. It says, The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I'll show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on the earth will will be blessed through you. So Abraham, or Abram, departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old. Everybody say 75. 75. So it's never too late. I don't know how old you are, but I know that most of you aren't 75. If he can do it and just have a new beginning, so can you. Say 75. (laughs) All right, he was 75 years old when he left Haran. said he took his wife Sarai and his nephew Lot and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people that, had, uh, that he had taken into his household at Haran, and headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived at Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp beside the oak of Moray, or Moray, I guess you would say. And at, the, at that time, or at that time, the, the area was inhabited by the Canaanites. Now, I want you to remember that. The Bible says that God led him to this place... And where he led him to, this place was inhabited by the Canaanites. They were rough, they were tough, and they were mean people. It goes on to say in verse 7, Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give you this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. I want to just take some time to break that down just a little bit because... When we look at Abraham, 
Abraham, in theological terms, if you will, if you want to get technical, Abraham is really what we call a type and a shadow. He's a symbolism of what God was intending to do, of the promise concerning Jesus. So when we look at Abraham, he's a type of Christ, of what Christ would do for God's people. But not only that, we also see that Abraham is really the example of the start of God's church. Because he said, in Abraham is going to be God's family. Through you, I'm going to have many nations. Through you, I'm going to start this thing that I've always wanted, and it's my family. So, as I said, if we'll look at the parallel of the body of Christ with the local church, what can we expect? Well, let's look at this breakdown of Abraham as to how it compares to you and I. Number one, the Bible says, God spoke to Abraham when it came time for him to be used, for him to step into that place where God was going to use him for ministry. Your ministry might be a mom or dad. Your ministry might be a husband and wife. It might be at the workplace. It might be here at church. It might be at the soup kitchen, wherever. But there's a time when God says it's time to step out. Notice what he says. Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family. Why would God say leave that which you knew? How many of you realize that that place that is familiar to you, those people that you once knew and hung out with, maybe even family members, they've had a big part of influencing you as to who you are, what you do, and how you live life right now, right? And so God says sometimes it's better for you to get removed from the familiar landscape to get over here to where they can't influence you anymore. But then he also takes you out of a place of comfort zone. When he takes you out of your comfort zone, do you know what that does? That makes you vulnerable. Man, how many of you like being vulnerable? I don't like being vulnerable. But when God makes you vulnerable, it's in that moment that you have the greatest opportunity of teachability. Right? It's in that moment that we say, okay, God, I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to trust. I'm willing to follow. Because, God, you're all that I have. So in 2018, God's saying, I'm looking to lead you into a place of vulnerability, of teachability. Secondly, he says, go into a land that I'll show you. Well, isn't it interesting that God said, I'll show you, now first go. Well, why would he say go and then I'll show? First of all, he's wanting to know whether or not you're willing and obedient to go. But furthermore, if he was to show you before you ever left, it's bigger than what you can do by yourself. And if you saw God's heart for you, And just all the blessing and the increase that he really wants you to experience, you would say, oh, God, that's too big. I can't ever do that. That's impossible. So God's wanting you to step out in faith. And once you get out there to where there's like, well, I guess there's no return, God says, okay, now I can show you. Because now you're further this way than you are that way. Come on. I'm telling you. 
if God was to show you the things that he has in store for you, you can handle it. I've shared this with you many times before, but when God was working in orchestrating this building, I've told you all before, I told my wife, we can't afford to do it, but we can't afford not to do it. And I don't know how we're going to do it. But I just know God said, let's go. That's a little bit unnerving when you step out into the unknown. But that's where God wants us to be. So in 2018, God's going to begin to reveal some things, but he's going to ask us to take a step of faith. He goes on to say this, I'll make you into a great nation. I'll make you into a great nation. What does that mean? Everything that God is endeavoring for us to do is to take us to a place of increase and multiplication. He wants to increase you. He wants to multiply you. And if you don't know this by now, whatever you choose, you will always duplicate yourself. Amen? What does that mean? Well, if you've got a bad attitude and you hang around your wife long enough, your wife's going to have a bad attitude. That's why my wife is always so chipper and always so happy because I've rubbed off on her for the last 20 years. (laughs) Amen. Come on. That's the time when you can support your pastor (laughs) or your kids. If your kids are always negative, always screaming, always in a bad mood, look in the mirror because you probably duplicated yourself and them, right? And so, once again, when we purpose to trust God, God's saying, I'm going to increase you and multiply you. And if you'll allow me to mold you and shape you, I can duplicate you. Amen? Come on, there's things in my kids that I already see that I've duplicated, and I'm like, I don't like that. But there are other things that I see, and I'm like, wow, praise God. God, thank you for for that being in them. And if I really want to look back out, I can say, what I see in them is what was instilled in me by my mom and dad, and what was instilled into them from their mom and dad. Come on, you duplicate yourself. He also says this, he says, I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. So first of all, he says, I will bless you. That word bless means empowered to prosper. I'm going to empower you to prosper. And in the midst of empowering you to prosper, I'm going to make you famous. I don't mean you're going to get a reality TV show. But it means that you are going to begin to have influence. Come on, you know that those people that you just like being around. You've heard about them. You want to have an audience with them. You just like spending time with them because they make you feel better. Why? Because you have been blessed. And the Bible says you will be a blessing to others. Come on. I just, there's certain people that I just love being around. Because when I get away from them, it's just like, man, I feel good about me. They have poured into me, loved me, revved me up, right? Simply because they were a blessing. God wants to make us a blessing. He wants us to have influence. He wants to empower us to prosper. He wants you to be known. Now, don't be surprised 
at you becoming known rubs people the wrong way. Come on, I'm sure you experienced some of that at the Christmas gatherings, right? God's blessing you, and you're not trying to brag, but you're just saying, Man, God has been so good, and you start telling them about what you're doing. Man, we just bought our new house. Oh, it's just so great. And you got that one person over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. What else? Yeah, what else? Yeah. Right? Because they're mad at you about you being blessed. I thought this was real funny. I've never had anything happen like this before, and it made me laugh because I thought, well, I guess I just get to put my name in the hat with all the other guys. We launched our church, or I, I should say, uh, had our church dedication, what was it, back in October, somebody sent me an email of a picture of my truck. Some of you may have seen it because somebody emailed it from me from the church. But if you know anything about me, I like coffee, and oftentimes I'll frequent Starbucks on Miller Road. Well, if you noticed anything about uh, a Starbucks, Starbucks is a very small parking lot. But right next to Starbucks is an adult store. You know what I mean? Well, sometimes when you're parking there, the only parking spot that's available is the one that's kind of close to the adult store. And so I received this email of an anonymous person of a picture of the truck that says Genesee Valley Church on the side of it in front of the adult bookstore. And I'm like, I guess... GVC's getting their thing on or getting their groove on, whatever they said. And it just made me laugh. And I thought, well, praise the Lord. I mean, here we are. We're getting ready to have our church dedication. And somebody's got to start smearing. I thought, well, praise the Lord. I guess bad news is good news. I don't know. But and just so that you know, I was Starbucks. That's where I was. <laughs> but people will get mad at you because of you being increased and blessed. Don't let it move you. He goes on to say this. He says, I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. God's got your back. If you didn't know it, God's got your back in 2018. Whether you knew it or not, God had your back in 2017. You might have thought it was the worst year ever. If he didn't have your back, baby, just watch what it would have been. Because he's got your back. He says, I will bless those who bless you. So what that tells you, that in 2018, start looking for the people to come bless you. Well, that don't work for me because I'm not a preacher. He says, I'll bless you. And I'll send people to bless you. And I'll bless them for blessing you. Come on. That tells me God is sending people to bless you. Bless me. Bless this church. And then there are those that are going to come against you. Wouldn't want to be them. Come on. I wouldn't want to be them. Because God's got my back. He didn't say you've got to do it. Come on, I'll be the first to tell you. There's a, the, come on, church is people business, right? I've had people that have had meetings with me after hours. And, and you're like, oh, can I just take off my pastor hat right now? Can I just handle this, God? Can I just take care of this myself, God? No. God's got your back. Amen? You still love me? You understand what I'm saying, right? And then he says, all the families on earth will be blessed through you. What does that mean? That God is going to build the kingdom through you. Me? Yes, you. Well, I'm just little. No, he's going to build kingdom legacy through you. 
in 2018, let that be your mindset that God is going to use me significantly to establish the kingdom of God that is eternal because he loves us and he wants to use us. Can you say, God, use me? Amen. But then I find this interesting that God goes on to say this. He says, then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give you the land or give this land to your descendants. And Abraham then built an altar and dedicated it to the Lord. But prior to that, he said, this is the land that is inhabited by the Canaanites. So the promise of God is never going to come unopposed. If you think 2018 is going to be a year of just roses and lollipops and woohoo, there's obstacles coming. God said there would be. There is an enemy to overcome. But keep in mind, I've told you this belongs to you. 2018 is your year. Don't let anybody steal it from you. And then the Bible says that when God appeared to Abraham and said, this land belongs to you, it says that Abraham built an altar. Why did he build an altar? Because it was something tangible to remind me. God, you said, there's going to be a time where you have a bad week and you're thinking, dear God, did God, did you really say that or was that just me? Was it just the pizza? Was it do, wait a minute, God, you said, oh, God, you said it. I built an altar on the day that you promised me. 2018, tomorrow, tonight, today. Rather than partying it away, build an altar and say, God, this is our year. This is the day that you said you've made and I'm going to choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Because this is my year. Let the joy of the Lord be stirring in your heart tomorrow morning when you wake up rather than a headache. And say, God, it's the joy that reminds me of what you have promised me. Amen? Because God is faithful. You've got to know God in order to serve God. Did you notice that the Bible says that God said to Abraham? And based upon what God said, Abraham followed And then as he started to follow, God said, I will, I will, I will. And every time he said, I will, it fortified Abraham's faith. But if Abraham never had a relationship with him, it would have never mattered what God had said. So what's my point? In 2018, my desire is that we would come to know God. Because when you begin to know God... It will make you move. It will cause you to move out of a heart of serving God. Amen? So here's my challenge. How do we do that? Remember I said that our life parallels oftentimes the church. How does 2018 be the year I desire? Make room for God. I really searched my heart to say, God, what do you want me to share with your people today? It's the last day. He says, tell them to make room for me. What I would really want to say to you as a pastor is to put God first place in your life in 2018. But let's be real. Let's be honest. 
this church, churches across America, around the world, God probably does not make the top ten list. Don't be mad at me for saying that. I'm talking to myself as well. If we're going to be honest, God probably does not make the top ten of our list. So therefore, let's make room for God. Now why would you say, well, why wouldn't we give God our all? Because most people associate that with costing something. It's going to cost me something in order to serve God with everything that I have. So let me paint a different picture. Making room for God. If you was to invite God over to your house, and you said, God, you can have the back room. I've made room for you back there. Now, this isn't your brother-in-law, your stepsister, your crazy aunt that you've invited over to stay in the back room that you've made room for them. This is God, the creator of the universe, the one that has all power, the one that has made you and me, the one that is love incarnate, God has stepped in to the room that you've made available to him. What do you think that room is going to look like? Do you think that room is going to stay looking the same? Oh, no, because love just showed up in that room. What showed up in that room? Life showed up in that room. Anything that was dark, light came and filled all the void of the darkness. If there was anything that was ugly, love come and filled its spot. If there was anything that was broken and out of place, God came and made it better. But see, God is a God that can't just stay in a box. He multiplies, he grows, he expands, he increases. And so where he once had a room and he began to work on that room, it began to spread into other rooms and other places of our life. So what am I saying? Give God just some room in your life. If you give God room, he will take what you give him and begin to increase it and multiply it. Now, I said to you, we associate surrendering our lives to God as though it's going to cost something. But let me ask you a question. You just had Christmas. You had your spouse and your kids. And you spent some money. And it may have cost you. You may have gone without. You may have had to save up. Or you might have even put yourself in debt because of Christmas. But you did it not because of obligation. You did it because you loved them. Right? And when you see the sacrifice that you made to see the smile on their face, it was worth it all. All the overtime that I worked. All the extra hours. All the things that I said no to gave you the opportunity to have such a great Christmas. And that blessed me. So my cost was not a loss. What it cost me gave me great reward. Amen? Now, they're not here right here, but the Bollingers, they go to Florida every Christmas, probably every Easter. I don't know. They just love Florida. If they could move to Florida, they'd go to Florida. But they go there all the time. And if you've watched any of their Facebook posts, as soon as they got there, in fact, before they leave, couple hours we're going on vacation we're in the airport we're almost there we've touched down praise the lord and then you see him on the beaches we're here i never heard any boohoo story well we're here 
hate it here. No, they sacrificed to get there. In fact, quite the contrary. You start reading their post, the closer it gets to coming home. Oh, we had such a great time. Hating coming back to the cold. Hate Michigan. Hate you too. (laughs) Right? I mean, have you ever seen anybody or heard of anybody? You know, they've saved up. They've sacrificed. And they're on the cruise. And the bellport comes and brings you the lemonade with a little umbrella in it. You know, and he says, how you doing? Well, not enjoying myself. You're not enjoying yourself? Have you, been in, have you been able to take part of the food? Oh, yeah, all the food you want, all the sun you want, all the fresh air you want. Well, I've got to tolerate this stuff. Oh, come on. We think that a cost that it takes to serve God is going to put us out or hinder our life. Making room for God never, ever turned out for your bad. But so often we live this life as though we're just tolerating God. And go to church. Oh, pastor said I got a shovel snow today. <laughs> right? When you make room for God, listen to this. What would it look like if you made room for God in your church You made room for him in your finances, your family, your work, your life. If you made just some room for God, what would those areas begin to look like? When you make room for God, you make room for God to move. When you make room for God, you make room for his power. You make room for miracles. You make room for God to motivate you. You make room for God to move your motives. This year, my desire in my heart as a pastor. Because I realize that saying I'm going to surrender everything to God is a bigger bite than most of us can chew. So as a church, my heart is, is that we're going to make room in some specific areas. Make some room in our resources for our kids' ministry. Make some room for relationships to build relevancy in relationships to make room for God in our reach meaning we're going to be a people that reaches this community in this last year we've been focused on getting everything ready now it's time to reach and lastly we're going to make room for revival you say, what's revival? That might be a churchy word to some of you. Revival means that we're just going to allow God to move and see God do some tremendous things. Amen? I'll close with this verse. In Psalms 92, verses 12 through 14, it says, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted... In the house of the Lord shall flourish. In the courts of God, they shall, they shall still bear fruit in old age, and they shall be fresh and flourishing. One of the things that I challenge you today, if there was ever anything that you would purpose to do in this next year, make room for church in your life. I'm not talking about religion or tradition, 
But if you'll take that step of making the house of God your place of making room, it will cause you to get planted. Now, why is that significant? Because if your church attendance is unfaithful, if you're uncommitted in just coming to church, then as a pastor, I know that everything else in your life concerning God is of no effect because it hinges upon this. This is only basically 75 minutes of your week. And if this isn't a priority, then everything else is really just wishing and hoping. But now listen. He says, if you're planted in the house of God, that doesn't have to be a hard thing. Remember, I said, we're just purposing to make room. If you plant a seed, how much work do you have to do to make that seed bear fruit? Really, next to nothing. Because it's the miracle that God does of taking the seed that was planted that took root and brought about fruit. If you'll just make room to say, God, I'm going to get planted. 2018, I'm going to get planted. You'll be amazed at what God starts doing in your life. Amen. Let's stand. With every head bowed, I just want to close with a prayer of blessing over your life and over this day and over this next year. And then we're just going to worship God as we go. Once again, let me just remind you, this would be a great year for you to invest in you, to become the leader, the person of influence that God desires. Make the investment in you. We start next week. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every single person here at GBC. Those that are out of town, those that are not with us this morning. God, in Jesus' name, we pray blessing over this entire church, over this community, and over this city. In Jesus' name, I thank you that we are becoming all that you've called us to be. And God, right now, we are making the conscious choice to make room. That's all, God, just to make some room. And God, you'll take that room and multiply it. God, we thank you for what you're doing. And we give you all the praise and thanks in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. That's- subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life